Hello and welcome to the Metapod of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the ever-living Sun Meta. What <laughs> the ever-living standard? Uh, oh, but the, the, uh, yeah. And horizons of black and white to vivid voltage. Yeah, we are diving deep. On that, oh my God, we talk about battle styles too. Holy cow, we're the past, present, and future, Sean. How are you doing? <laughs> Wait, it, we are the past, present, and future collectively, or is one of us the ghost of Christmas past and one of us the ghost of Christmas future? I don't know if I want to be either past or future. I want to be present. I uh, mean, you're old, so I'm old? you have to be the past, right? Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, gloves are off. Gloves are off. <laughs> <laughs> you want to catch these hands. Okay. I see. I see. Look, Sean, I have to make this somewhat entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to be diving into standard, then expanded, and then some future stuff. So, uh, but Jake, how, how was your week? You are finally back in your abode, right? After I am, I am. After much time away. It's been, I mean, I feel, I feel refreshed, which is really nice. I mean, I got slammed today with like a seven hour, uh, zoom meeting that I'm actually going to get out of tomorrow. I'm very excited. I don't have to do it again. So shout outs to my actual job and I want to get away from the NCA, but anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, I, uh, I am going down the rabbit hole. I know we're talking expanded, but I'm I'm actually starting my journey uh, at the very beginning right now. I am I ordered a bunch of base to fossil cards off TCG. Oh Player. God, you are the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> I mean, I'm like I ordered all these cards, and part of me was like, oh, I should just get them over time, and blah blah blah. But the other part of me was like, I actually need a lot of some of these specific trainer cards. You'd be surprised. That's probably the hardest part is getting. A bunch of item finders and super energy removals because they're rare trainers um so they're as difficult. oh yeah that's right so they're like almost as difficult to pull as the hollows um so i was like oh i'm gonna buy all these right now that way i don't trick like trigger on tcg player there's only so many listings i don't want to trigger a potential run on price so if I buy them all right now, then there's no ability for the marketplace to up any of their prices in response to increased demand. I know it's just one person, but like in a marketplace where like, I don't know how many item finders, lightly played item finders sell on a given week. Yeah. I, and here I would be buying like 25 of them. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. How much should they run per? Uh, you could check on TCG player. This is I would imagine that it's actually like pretty high because yeah. I see like all these like box breaks and stuff and people like when they pull a trainer card, they're just like, eh, this is bad. And so like I just imagine a kid in 1999 pulling a trainer card as their rare and then being like, throw this away. I, I Yeah, I don't. It's hard to say like why they're I think they're just expensive because they're rare is one. And two, they were so played for many years. And if anybody wants to play that, you have to, like, you know, you, you got to get those cards because they're just good. So it was a very expensive venture on my end. Plus, it was like an early, uh, we'll talk about this next week, but early birthday present request from me as well to be like, you know what? I want to do this and I, I, I'll just go all in. And so I'm building eight decks from um, Jason Klazinski 
he has like a blog, a WordPress WordPress blog that he had a bunch of deck lists from Base to Fossil. He has a bunch from mm-hmm. other retro series too. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing, and I'll I'll have eight complete Base to Fossil decks that I can play with friends, and you know, in the future one day bring to events even. So exciting times. Um, that WordPress site was Retro Pokemon TCG. I have it favorited on my phone. Oh yeah, actually. It is a pretty it cool. is a godsend if you're looking to get into that world. It's pretty sweet, but uh, I actually opened up Yu-Gi-Oh cards today on stream. Oh, oh, you did. It's pretty fun. I we had, had like very... goal of what? Oh, it's, no, go ahead. We have this like sub goal or we were doing it. I mean, we stopped for the Christmas season because I wanted people to like save money and stuff and buy gifts for their family. But we we had these sub goals of like. um opening up booster boxes of not Pokemon related cards. So like one month we opened up My Little Pony, which was actually kind of a cool box to open. Um, And then it was Yu-Gi-Oh this time. And so I opened that up. Yu-Gi-Oh easily has like much better art than Pokemon, in my opinion, aside from Nessa. Nessa is queen. (laughs) I mean, I yeah, I think that the hollows in Yu-Gi-Oh, it always intrigues me because I do think that the hollows and the art and the way that the hollows are different and texturized or whatever, it is very pretty. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is like, I still think full art cards in Pokemon are superior. Not necessarily rainbows. Oh, yeah, full art cards are pretty good. Yeah, it's just, I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh! necessarily even has anything similar to that. They do different hollow patterns on the front, but yeah. they don't have like a full art style. Because there's so much card text, you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's they've got walls. It, like, you guys think Cricketune is bad? That one Cricketune from, like, what is it? Unbroken Bonds? Like, uh, that's a normal Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a different aesthetic, too, because, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like, when I when I go through those, I think of, like, the Kawhi, like, wow! Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's very... Like, it's very uh, Japanese in many ways. And it's so like, whoa, like this is so sweet. Whereas like a Pokemon card, usually, so like yeah, um, Vivid Voltage Skidoo. I love that card because the Skidoo is like a little cat loaf. Yeah. You can't see his legs or anything like that. And so that one makes me go like, oh, this card is like super cute. They're like two different aesthetics almost. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Um yeah, so I think Digimon probably tries to be more like Pokemon than it does Yu-Gi-Oh. Man, I want a Digimon box so bad when that reprint comes out. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you've got like $200 laying around for one box. 200 for a box? That's how much they are in my area right now, man. It's nuts. It's... Never mind, I won't get bruh. a Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, I won't get a Digimon box. You'll be able to get a box in... in you might be able to find... Look, if I find one, Jake... It, there's a place near me that I'm not going to reveal the name of, but I was able to get them on release without any problem, without even pre-ordering them. So I'm I'm thinking that there are locals that aren't as into the game in that specific area. So if they get boxes in, I'm gonna swing by and check, and if I can grab you one for retail, I'll 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 do that. Yeah, but two hundred dollars no, shot. No, it won't be two hundred dollars. Don't get retail. me one if it's gonna be two hundred dollars. No, I, I can't not, pay you. That. I am not. Ba- I'm not gonna buy. I'm not gonna buy one for myself for two hundred dollars. That's absurd. Yeah, that's so much. Like I thought it was like what sixty five, eighty, seventy, like eighty. 80? Yeah, eighty bucks a box is like fair. I pay eighty. 
I think I can get a Japanese box for like 65. I think I oh, yeah. looked at today. Yeah, yeah. The Japanese boxes, yeah, you could definitely get those for much. Honestly, I'd do it. I don't have time to competitively play Digimon <laughs> and try to keep up with Pokemon on the Metapod. <laughs> yeah, that's uh it's it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Speaking of Pokemon though. There's a lot of stuff going on, especially online tournaments, as always. Standard format going on right now. Sean, I know your superiors are going to cringe at me if they listen to this, but I just want to shout out Channel Fireball for tweeting Rip Senescorch because of their like power rankings thing that they do, one of those videos. Yeah, Zool makes his power rankings videos every week. And they said rip Senescorch because Azul doesn't he doesn't like Senescorch. And I totally like I totally like get what he says. Um, but Senescorch, did it win four tournaments after that tweet? It definitely won. I want to say at least two to three. It may have won four. I think um, it won four. I know yeah. it won four. Pretty there sure. Was, there was Tran tweeted about it. And there was two yeah, different it versions. Won the Coffee Cup two week one. Cashman won that. Thomas Brophy won the $300 cash GG Tour t- Chill TCG Showdown number two. Caleb Rogerson won the Advent Edge Tournament Series 6. And then... Um, wait, no, did it win five? It won five because Vinny Fernandez won the, the Dax Stone Series. And then Pedro won the Chill Series with the Silvalli list. Yeah. Okay. So, so- <laughs> two different variants of Senescorch won five tournaments like immediately after that channel fireball tweet so if you have a melodic that you're not using and you want to trade it on ptcgo you could probably get some decent packs from melodic right now because them adp players be be running scared oh yeah i mean you look at you look at the standings sunday open from january 10th Senescorch didn't win that but it got fourth seventh eighth tenth thirteenth fourteenth fifteenth you look at um Hegster, uh, number 18. Cashman got second in that. Thomas Brophy got 11th in that. Um, What else? What else? What else? The GG Cash Tour, the one that Thomas Brophy won. Uh, Senescorch got second, got fourth as well, got ninth, got 11th, got 12th. Like, now's a good time to tech for Senescorch, I feel like, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just doing so well. The question... Yeah, it's hard, though, because... Pikaram is still good, right? So mm-hmm. teching for Scorch, I think, is okay. You throw in a Melodic into a deck that, like an ADP, as much as I hate ADP, um, you could run a... There was a, a a straight Melodic deck that I believe it was PJ from the Shuffle Squad ran. Oh, God, a couple months ago now. Yeah, that was like the first week of the new format. Yes. So you could also just play around with some straight Melodic decks. I, the problem with Water, though is like melodic can kind of play around this fact that um that it has other things like it's it's trapping you in the active and it's doing other stuff so if you do happen to get paired against a lightning deck you can still maybe play around it and you're only giving up two prizes whereas you know um inteleon can't really do that maybe waylord is a good deck honestly if you don't mind coin flips like waylord could be a not terrible pick right now um but yeah i i if you're looking to like try to get some sneaky wins, um, playing finding a water deck that doesn't auto lose 
or, or like really put you at a disadvantage too much to Picaram or or Zacian, which is like Galarian. Darmanitan also is a problem because of the metal weakness. But that would be... I will say, though, like, obviously we're hyping up Scorch, and I don't know if I've ever said on the podcast that, like, Scorch is bad, right? I mean, there's definitely, like... I mean, this is how, this is how like, metas work and evolve. Like, decks go up and down. So, like, obviously Scorch is on a, like, really high rise. Do I think it will stay up there? No. <laughs> no. I would imagine... I mean, we've, we've already started talking about techs. Like, the meta's going to evolve. People are going to start changing up their decks a little bit, and they'll win. I would imagine, especially since Pedro won with the Sylvali list, some more people are going to be playing that, and then you're going to start seeing, like, more power plants. Like, maybe more Eternatus power plants, you know? Or, or on the other hand, more of a, another deck that did... It didn't win any events, but it did do well relative to the number of people who played it especially, which is Colossal. Um, Colossal... And the reason I say that with regard to the Silvalli deck is because in that Silvalli deck, you have three Pokemon that you have multiple counts of most of them that are weak to fighting. So Silvalli's weak to fighting, Dedenne is weak to fighting, Crobat is weak to fighting... And so for one energy with Colossal, you could just blow up three of those and then and then that's a game. You're done. Um, so I, I do think that also like Colossal is still at a good place in the meta because there's not really a counter to Colossal with, like from a weakness perspective. Um, you could see a Desigoon's rise, but Desigoon's almost hard loses to Scorch because of, you know, uh, Vulcanian. So... It's a tough one. I, I, I don't I don't really yeah, I, I just think that Colossal is also in a good place. Uh, and I'm glad to see that Colossal is getting some love. As long as people are playing Picaram and as long as people are playing Eternatus, Colossal will be an okay choice in my opinion. Yeah. And that will be until Picaram is ki- dragged out of standard kicking and screaming. <laughs> which will yeah, be August. honestly. The thing doesn't <laughs> die. No, it refuses. I, you know what? I bet you Rapid Strike Urshifu comes out, and it can one shot a Pikaram for what, one energy attachment, basically, or two energy attachments with the Rapid Strike energy. And and even still, Pikaram's going to find a way to beat that deck. And it's just It'll like, be like 50-50. Right. And it's just going to be like, oh, come on. Now, I will say the reason for that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to pre-predict something right now, Jake. Oh. Pikaram? Oh. Pikaram? Mew lightning peak lightning mew three. Um like peak ROM and mew two at a clear split. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we talking about the lightning mew three as in like the toolbox that's got like the vile plume that's got the surfetch? No. Or are we talking about the peak ROM that like Mingachu won with the other day where it's just like it's peak ROM that has two Mewtwo's. Peak ROM with two Mewtwo's. That okay. that is going to be how Peak ROM survives against Urshifu VMAX. Do you know why? Because of the Mewtwo's. Because, yes, because Mewtwo hits Urshifu VMAX for weakness. Yeah. And that is is disgusting that Picaram, of all the freaking decks, can be paired. The thing that's going to destroy it is also, it has exactly what it needs already built. The deck exists to destroy Urshifu right back. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) We see a ability like Mew and Mewtwo that's on V's and V Maxes because I think that'd be really cool. Um man. I hope to see it. 
I'm sure we will at some point. That seems to be like a thing that they bring back every now and again, right? Like that ability to copy other things. The closest we're going to get is the new Ditto. But it doesn't really copy the attack. It just sort of allows you to make a toolbox deck and then swap in another V instead of Ditto based on what your opponent is playing. Yeah, and the thing about that is you can't switch back unless you're exactly. playing Expanded and you have Ninja Boy. I don't even know. Uh, man, speaking of Expanded, I think that is a perfect segue, Jake, into the Ex world of Expanded. Expanded is a lot of fun, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Sean, Expanded events have been going on right now. There's been several of them since uh, January 7th. Or even then, like January 6th, after our podcast was recorded, you had the Not Too Series Expanded 1 um, that went on. You also had some smaller events like the PTG, P, PTCGO Tournament Series Thursday 1, the Dice Town League Weekly Expanded, and then This Sun's Battle Arena Expanded Weekly. Hopefully I said that name right. I feel like every time I read it, I like mess up or something and then more notably the limitless weekly 15 um a lot of people have been expand playing expanded lately i think chill just announced that they're going to start doing a expanded series separate from their standard series so that's very exciting yeah so expanded is where it is at until until battle styles comes out i think it's fair to say jake and i, I imagine you would agree that like just you know, start learning and start playing expanded if you if you can if you can because I mean, a lot of these decks have cards too that aren't that awful to get. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the a lot of what I've been hearing when we've talked about we actually talked about did we talk about in a previous week like different expanded lists that you should try out and look at? Isn't that a conversation that we had? Uh, we did briefly talk about a couple of expanded decks, and we I think we touched on specifically uh, Picarom being a yeah, deck that yeah, you... That's a, yeah, that's an easy one to build, especially the version that didn't play like uh, the computer search. Exactly. It's a pretty easier one to build, especially if you've been playing a lot of standard. Uh, but we um, have not done a deep dive yet into the world of expanded. We just briefly touched on that being a good deck. I just want to say... I've been playing Expanded for the last week. Since we had episode number 31, I believe this is episode number 32, whatever the last episode was, I have been playing exclusively Expanded. Not playing Standard, not playing Theme, not playing Legacy. Can't play Legacy anyway. I don't have enough cards. Getting there, but don't have enough. I've been playing exclusively Expanded, and it's so much more fun. Most of everybody, I feel like, or maybe not most of everybody, but a lot of other people have been playing Expanded too. I think JW Crewall or Flex Daddy Righteous has been playing just a ton of Expanded. Um, I know Celios has covered several Expanded videos um, and doing some Expanded tournaments. Doing well. He, I believe he also just won an Expanded tournament. I'm not sure, but I mean, or it wouldn't surprise it, me. Oh, no, that was 2017 NAIC tournament. That's what it was. So it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, kind of expanded, but not really expanded because it's retro. It does have expanded cards in it, but it's a retro format. Whole different conversation. But there's a lot of different lists that you can look at and try out and expanded that range from like Dragapult, Garatina Garchomp. That's a card that we don't see a lot in standard. Um, like sort of stall decks, controlled 
decks. We've talked about Pikaram, Zorark, a very, very cool card, just straight up Turbo Zacian. And even, Sean, Malamar VMAT. I, I, that card is so... I tried so hard to make a deck out of Malamar VMAX. I think you you know this, too. That I card do, is and I will so, have to you. It is so broken, though. If you get the combo off, which expanded because you have a bazillion other cards to work with, it's much easier. It's just such, and I, you know, I don't know if the lock in expanded is so, uh, you know, oppressive, but in standard, if you ever got that lock off and you could hold it for a turn or two, boy, howdy, hitting for 180 and getting rid of two, uh, getting rid of a trainer. It was at one trainer of your choice. Uh, uh, yeah, choose um, a card you find there and put it on the bottom of their deck. Just, just a card. But like you combine that with, you know, other things that will like reset stamps and Marnies or chip. You can't play chip, chip and expand it, but they play no, hiker. Band. They do play hiker. Yeah. So <laughs> that's another way to do that. But here's the thing, Sean. So, you know, Trevenant Melodic, you you've heard of that deck, right? And expanded yes. the old deck. So that deck was based on Milotic accelerating energies and then putting it on the Trevnor, which you would accelerate the energies. You're immediately behind on prizes because you just knocked out your own Pokemon. You go ahead, you use Ace Trainer, you know, put your opponent down to three cards in their hand. And then you use Trevenant and Dustnor to just absolutely blast two random cards from their hand out the window into their deck. Malamar VMAX, let's look at the concept here. Malamar VMAX, we just talked about how your opponent reveals a, their hand and you put a card of your choice down at the bottom of your deck. Card uses Electro GX to attach five energies from the discard pile. Five. <laughs> yep. And you can get them in there with the battle compressors, right? Yeah, easy. Battle compressor is in an is a disgusting card, Sean. <laughs> it's used in like so many decks. It's so good. Such a good card. But then it uses Ace Trainer, just like Trevenant Melodic did, to bring your hand down to three, and then you go ahead and you use Max Jammer. The cool thing about Max Jammer, Malamar VMAX's attack in comparison to like Trevenant Melodic, is yes, you only get to do one card instead of two, but you get to choose this card you get to choose the card that you want to, and then it goes at the bottom of their deck, so you can guarantee that they're not drawing it at the beginning of their next turn. And like you had mentioned, you know, it plays a card like Hiker. Why? So let's say you get your opponent stuck in a super dead hand. Super dead hand, because you got your Alolan Muck out. They got no abilities. Um, and you've got... You've got... Um, your muck and play, they're sitting there, they have three cards in their hand, and really, the three cards are like, I don't know, Big Parasol, Floatstone, and, uh, geez, an Energy, or something. Yeah, just well, trash. Yeah, just utter trash. So, you go ahead, and you just use the Hiker, and there's your Chip Chip Ice Axe. You don't really need to do much, right? You have an Oranguru, you have the Instruct Oranguru from Sun and Moon base set, to allow you to draw three cards at a, or have up to three cards in your hand at a turn. And that's if you still feel like you need to. 
I yeah. guess I feel like once you max jammer, you're in a pretty good spot, especially because you give up two prizes to accelerate five energies. Yeah, and the you Ace Arola two more V maxes with an Electro GX, and the Ace Arola is pretty clutch here too because you know to the point of if you can accelerate five and you know you basically can stop yourself getting knocked out for a couple turns, they might be able to do a little bit of chip damage to you. But then you just pick one of them up, put the other one forward that you also put energy on, and keep going, right? So yeah. And then the the other aspect of I was thinking like, how do you control their top deck even more? And the only reason the reason they only play one hiker, my guess is that if you really wanted to play Hiker for a couple of turns, you have Versus Seekers, you have a Tapu Lele. So yeah, you can... that's, why, that's why you see all expanded decks. This is just the general theme of expanded, why you have so many like one of supporters. And instead of like in standard, where you have four research, four Marnie, three boss. And that's it. That's If you play anything other than that, then you got a weird deck. Yeah, <laughs> well, you got a weird deck. But, and so that's why like expanded is so broken but it's so there's so many cool combos that you can do with there and i face this deck on ladder it's pretty oppressive it's pretty good especially if you can get that combo off if you can find your if you can find your vmax and your electro gx because mind you you're not using something like an evolution incense or anything like that so you kind of have to naturally draw into it except for like ultra ball yeah, you, you know, that's only, that's only four options to find things, and you need two evolutions. So I think this deck is really, really cool. I think it's going to see a little bit more play, and it's kind of interesting because you have Dark Patch as well. Dark Patch is a card that you can play in Expanded. I don't know if it kind of fits the general theme of this deck per se, because this deck, I mean, Electrode is pretty valuable. And with five energies, that's kind of a lot when you need three energies to attack. I mean, that fills up two Malamar VMAXs almost already. You could fill out a Crobat V if you really want to off the five, um, although it's not necessary. And then you have to remember you have your single attachments every single turn. So that's really sweet, especially because Crushing Hammer is not a card in Expanded that's played a lot. There's other cards that do that. Um, like Team Flare Grunt and Enhanced Hammer, if you're playing those special energies. But really, really cool deck. I think it'll start seeing some more play. But speaking of Dark Patch, Sean. Yes. The all-heralded Burt Walters. Is, was that the right? Did I say that right? Sure. I have no idea. I don't yes. even think that's a real thing. Oh, oh, often herald? I have no idea. No, I just... just... I have no idea of your phrasing, if that's correct. I don't know if the phrasing was correct, but just know that Burt Walters has been playing around with this ADP Dark box deck. You may have heard of something like Turbo Dark, um, because for a while it kind of like just ruled expanded before like the Sword and Shield era came out, before like ADP was released. Turbo Dark was like the deck that you play, one of the best decks in the format. And because there's so much support, you play this dark patch, which is basically a metal saucer for dark Pokemon. You have a lot of aggressive attackers, such as the dark ride GX that has the dead end attack. And then dark leave does 130. So that's kind of like a pretty decent number for your one prize matchups. You combo the ultra Necrozma as well to give you a little bit of versatility, but 
paired with the ADP. This is the cool thing, Sean. I've played this deck a lot. It's broken. It's a very, very good deck. Very disgusting. You alter creation with ADP because you can do that on a single attachment, Sean. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean, how do you how do you alter creation with the single attachment of ADP? Well, uh, I I have the deck list open, and it looks like there's a very special energy here called Double Dragon Energy. Double Dragon Energy, literally insane from Roaring Skies. If you attach it to a dragon Pokemon, it provides two energies of every single type. Thank God this doesn't exist in standard. <laughs> if I mean, <laughs> Jesus, if this had existed along with ADP in standard, I... I think people would have quit. I think people would have just quit and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Pokemon? So it's I mean, uh, in Roaring Skies, they probably didn't have any plans of making ADP at the time. But man, holy moly. But anyways, you alter creation and then turn two. you know, your second turn, the one that you want to ultimate Ray, you're doing 180, right? Because you can attach a dark energy and then you can, or even another double dragon if you really want to, although I wouldn't really recommend it, um, <laughs> and accelerate the dark energy in places. Guess where you could attach it, Sean? Uh, you could attach it anywhere? I mean, oh, oh you're asking what Pokemon? <laughs> yes, you can't attach it anywhere, but who do you <laughs> usually want to, like, attach it to? I mean, I don't know. If I'm looking at this here, I would guess probably the Greninja Zoroark, but I'm wondering if maybe the Darkrai GX is also probably the Greninja Zoroark, right? Yeah, yeah, especially for this list, Greninja Zoroark GX, a tag team Pokemon that hasn't really seen any success in Standard. Um a Pokemon that has this attack called Dark Pulse. Now, it's only two energies that it costs. And with the deck with not only Dark Patches, but also Max Elixirs, two energies is not... I mean, it's pretty doable. You could honestly Ultimate Ray and completely avoid this if you really wanted to because of single-hand attachments, Dark Patches, and Max Elixirs. But you could do this on the Dark Ride GX or the Greninja Zorark, but... The reason that you accelerate these dark energies is because Dark Pulse, the attack that Greninja Zorak does, 30 plus, 30 more damage times the amount of dark energy attached to all of your Pokemon. So, accelerate the dark energy all around the field. Bada bing, bada boom. You can literally swing two, or I'm sorry, not 240, 340 damage. Turn three with this card if your adp does not get knocked out after its ultimate ray because those double dragons also count for two dark energies because they don't have to be basic energy you have the plus 30 with the dark pulse right that's the base move Mm -hmm. you get another plus 30 with alter creation you accelerate energy i think luke morza i'm gonna try to get the exact math that luke said in his youtube video um, it was the most recent YouTube video that he posted about Expanded. It was on January 9th. Zorark is good again. Expanded deck lists and metagame in January 2021. Very, very good video. Highly recommend it. We love Luke on this uh, podcast, or I do. I'm sure Sean does too. <laughs> um, but it was, if you if your ADP doesn't get knocked out, you do one Dark Patch, one Dark Elixir, or not Max one Elixir. Dark Elixir, Max Elixir, you hit one of each of those, 
and you do an attachment every single turn and you attach the fighting fury belt very good card you do 340 damage after an ultimate ray which with greninja zork on turn three which That's, is important because Eternatus VMAX is also popular in Expanded, right? Yes, Eternatus VMAX is good in Expanded. It is good. I wouldn't say it's like great, um, especially when you talk about the Limitless Weekly. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's really anywhere outside of the, or inside the top 50. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's a single placement inside the top 50. Oh, this is weird. I'm like looking at it right now. I don't know. I don't know if yeah, anybody played was the top 52nd was the top one, Wild. at least in that tournament specifically. Again, yeah. things like we said earlier with like Senescorch, you know, metas change, things change, but um, so, but Eternatus is kind of heralded to do some stuff, especially when you talk about like paired with uh, Zorark. Yeah. It could be like paired with Zorark. Yeah, I think, um, I think to your, to your point that like, it's just expanded is pretty wild, and I think it changes so quickly week to week because it's so undefined in many ways. There's just not as many tournaments for it. Ever since the bans of Melodic and Trevnor and stuff like that, it hasn't really been explored all that much. So I think what you'll ex- you should expect to see is like, you know, if you like any of these decks in expanded, pick it up, learn it, practice on the ladder, but then also expect when you go into your next tournament that someone who knows expanded more than you is going to come up with something even wilder um, in a good way. It's like really, it's really great to explore. I mean, I know I haven't competed in any of these tournaments, mostly because I, again, just like don't have time, like most other things that I want to do with my life. But I mean, if you scroll Twitter on the days that all these expanded, expanded tournaments were happening, especially the Limitless Weekly, a lot of people were like, man, I was trying to play expanded and my sequencing has become absolutely trash because of the standard mm-hmm. format because of things like ADP Zashian, you know, and all these like turbo decks that really just throw off sequencing and whatnot. Yeah. In my opinion, I, I, I just, it's another reason why I don't want to play standard right now because it just never feels good. It never feels like what I'm doing is like right, if that makes sense. Yeah, or or at least it feels like even if you do everything right, all it you takes is your lose. opponent to draw the nuts, and then you lose. And it does. It's like the the skill. It's not even drawing the nuts. It's hitting like one crushing hammer head. Right, right, right. Yeah, like that's a good point. And so it's yeah, it does feel like. And look, there are ways to build your deck to get around that. But the second you start doing that. The second you let Crushing Hammer win, we all lose, okay? No, but uh, the, the second you start doing that, you make your deck worse, potentially, in, in other ways. And it's just like, uh, it's, it's crazy. I think the other deck that you, I think you wanted to talk about in Expanded was the pure Zoro arc build, like the Zoro arc toolbox. So there's a really cool list that Pedro Torre, I don't actually know if Pedro is like the pure creator of this list, um, but I know he's the one that has done very well with it. Plays second, um, lost to Burt in the finals of the Limitless Weekly 15. But this Zorark deck is almost like a counterbox type thing, essentially. 
there's a lot of really, really cool cards in this. And if you watch Celio's video, you'll see like a really good description of this stuff as well. But you have Zorark GX. Zorark, for those of you that don't know, um, has the ability called Trade. It's a 210 stage one dark Pokemon. Trade, discard a card from your hand, draw two cards. We see that with the Chinchino in standard right now. Very, very cool. Very, very good, especially with Zorark. For two colorless, so paired really well with something like DCE, double colorless energy, righteous beating, 20 more damage for each of your bench Pokemon. You do something like a Skyfield, and uh, I think, um, like, uh, oh god, what was that? Choice Band, you're hitting 210, which is knocking out another Zorg, which at the time when this card was running around as like one of the best archetypes and format you know we talked about the card and how it was so influential in its time and standard compared to things like Picaram and stuff um zorak has always been super great but especially with like v maxes and stuff zorak's kind of fallen off but you look at this list that pedro's done you look at the different one ofs that it has in this list sean it's got mimikyu the fairy mimikyu from what is that team up yeah from team i think up. it's team up yeah John, do you know what that is in counter to? Uh, any dragon Pokemon, but I think there's two, right? There's ADP, mm -hmm. um, and there's Giratina Garchomp. Exactly. Especially with double dragon energy, ADP can run in a ton of different types of decks. It's not like just ADP Zacian, and that's really it. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that you can put ADP in. I remember last season in Expanded, ADP Blocephalon GX was a really good deck at one point. Hmm. Um, and that's a weird combination of cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to your point, the fact that you only need just one special energy to get the GX off. And then after that, you kind of don't care to some degree. Yeah. I mean, you have you have the Mimikyu in for that and also Garatina Garchomp, which is really, really good, especially with, you know, Roxy and the Double Dragon to attach and just hit that Calamitous Slash. Um, you have... A bunch of other cards aggressive hunter butler won a regional last season with the deck and that that's an outdated list as of now but you can tell if you watch that bod playing against guardian how aggressive and good that archetype is with the cards that are built around it um has the pseudo widow watch and learn pseudo widow sean do you know what that is encountered to uh you know i'm gonna go out on a limb and say eternatus and picaram exactly any dark deck even like burt walters's deck with the uh the whatchamacallit we just talked about it why do i forget the name greninja zorark uh greninja zorark picaram watch and learn is a pretty good um pokemon in my opinion because i mean think about it you have a picaram that does full blitz all right watch and learn pseudo widow does 150 base combo that with weakness 300 damage easy all that stuff and you can actually do relatively good damage to an eternatus if you look at the eternatus v max it says your dark pokemon in play you're playing zorark a dark pokemon you're playing crobats two of them so there's a couple more dark pokemon and you play the alolan grimer as well the alolan grimer the dark pokemon that has collect because you play the alolan muck in this list you could hit a considerable, uh, a considerable amount of damage. You can knock out opposing Zoroarks. 
You can knock out the Greninja Zorark. I don't think you can really one-shot a, a Turnitus VMAX unless you're... Yeah, you've got the Skyfield and a bunch of dark. Like you're stretching. It's a stretch. No, 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 no. Skyfield and a bunch of dark. You don't. You don't knock it out. But you'd have to add something like a. I think a Fighting Fury Belt or like a. Um, there's other cards like Vitality Band and stuff. I think if you do that, you can maybe do it. I can't remember the exact math. Well, no. If you um, have six, if you have six Pokemon that are dark on the bench when you're attacking with it, which you can have with Skyfield. Because then you hit 180 and it's weak, and so you're actually hitting 360. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's but it, I mean, six out of seven is pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but still, there's that possibility of like you could just hit the nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and to your point about the fact that you can play more one ofs in expanded because there's more options to find things in expanded, etc. Like. I think from a standard perspective saying, oh, well, you have to have six out of your seven, you know, dark type Pokemon or whatever on the bench. But, you know, again, you look at the card pool and you're like, well, maybe it's not that hard, actually. <laughs> you know, maybe it just isn't, to be honest. If you know what you're playing against, and you're like, okay, I better plan my game around that. Yeah, and I mean, you look at another card, Celebi V. Sean, have you ever looked at Celebi V's attacks? Since it released in Sword and Shield base set, I I have I have, but uh, you know I, I to be honest, like Celebi V's line force in standard is just bad. Um, maybe it's good for I mean I know it's good for weakness. So tell me tell me what does it hit for weakness, Jake? No no no, Sean, you are the student in this class session. Okay, okay. you are the student. I will. I mean. I'm the student who did homework, so I'm going to say Colossal. It, it hits Colossal for weakness. Colossal, indeed. Colossal's a pretty good card in Expanded, a pretty good deck, and so therefore with the Line Force, you know, 50 plus 20 for each of your bench Pokemon, that's 70 base, 140. If you only have one Pokemon on the bench, 140 already, you could do a ton of damage with it. So especially when you talk about something like Counter Energy, Sean, you may be thinking like, Oh, all these Pokemon have one colored energy and then a colorless energy. How on earth do you do that? Counter energy, when you go behind on prizes, any non-GX or EX Pokemon gets two energy of every type. And so from there, you start off attacking with Zorark. A Zorark gets knocked out after you do a little bit of chip damage. And then you bring in these like counter dudes to just start wailing and bailing on them <laughs> with the, the counter energy. And it's a pretty good deck. It's really, really good in my opinion. Supernatural dance for each in Pokemon in your opponent's discard pile. Put one damage counter on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you like. Sean, what do you think that counters? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Mad Party. Uh, I believe you're correct. Mad okay. Party and probably Night March as well, though I think yes. Night March has relatively fallen off yeah. since like a Mad Party has become a deck and things like that. But still, really, really cool deck, Sean, in my opinion. Does a lot of great stuff. But this one has a lot of one ofs, as, as like we mentioned earlier. Doesn't play any more than one of each supporter. How crazy is that? And you do you know do you know why that is, Sean? I mean, you have what versus Seeker, and you have um, what you call it, Tapu Lele. So, Tapu Lele is the answer that I was looking for. Ah, because, okay, okay. 
Because you have a lot of search options for a Tapu Lele type deal. So Tapu Lele, wonderful card, very highly touted. Still runs as like a um like a six dollar card right now, at least before it's like shiny hidden fates reprint gold plaque of forty dollars. <laughs> but Tapu Lele, Wonder Tag, you play this Pokemon from your hand to your bench during your turn you may search your card for or you may search your deck for a supporter card reveal it put it in your hand then shuffle your deck that could be cool with the dce against a card like Scorch, sean mm, okay yeah Scorch, a card that has i believe luke morza kind of was the one of the first people that i saw personally play this a lot Okay. Playing it with the Garbotoxin Garb. Oh, man, that's another card, Sean, that we can talk about. Garbotoxin <laughs> Garboder. Do you even know about that card? Uh, I have, I've seen bits and pieces. I did a little bit of homework. So, Dude, oh, man, Sean, you are such a good student. I, I'd I give know, you an I'm A good. if Look I was giving me. out a test. I get a cookie. I get a cookie. <laughs> but that's another thing, too, that you can talk about. Dragapult VMAX, a card that's really fallen off. But Lee Bui has been killing it with this deck with the Garbotoxin and Trashalanche Garboder combos. You have the Dragapults there to spread damage places, things like that. You have the Garbotoxin Garboder, just overall like a really, really strong card. Put a tool card on this guy, and nobody has abilities. Now, but is, only when. How is this better than the muck that we were seeing? Because the muck. If you remember, in mm -hmm. I believe it Sun was and the Moon Malamar. base set, I think. Yes, the Malamar Alolan Muck. Mm -hmm. Each basic. Oh, it says each basic Pokemon. So I think does Garbotoxin turn off? Garbotoxin um, toxin turns off everything. Everything. So it'll turn off trade as well. That I get it now. Yes, I got it. Trade, Eternatus, anything, anything. Not playing a stealthy hood. <laughs> <laughs> And so you have all these like stoppage cards and then you have a 2-2 line with the Trashalanche in my opinion. Trashalanche is pretty good because this attack does 20 damage for each item card in your opponent's discard pile. Very, very strong considering you. we look at the format with these turbo decks just throwing cards away like crazy. Could be throwing away a lot of item cards. You talk about yeah. Battle Compressor. Sean, that's an item card. Yeah, tons of item cards in standard because, like, to your point, you're running very few supporters comparatively. Because of Versus Seeker. Exactly. And so it's like, instead of running four extra supporters, you're running four extra Versus Seekers. And, the, yeah, the, the, the math really adds up on Garbo Gar Garboder's Trash Lanch. Yeah, I mean, Trash Lance was a good move before. It's a good move now, and there's some cool lists out there. And then we haven't even started talking about and dissecting something like Hoopa Stall that I believe won one of the weekly events. I can't remember what it was. In the expanded weekly from the Dice Town League, a 52-person tournament, the top three, Sean, Garatina Garchomp, which we kind of briefly talked about but didn't really get into too much, but is a really cool deck that I think y'all should look up. Togekiss VMAX, a card that I love. Love Togekiss, good Pokemon. Except it has feet. I hate the feet on Togekiss. <laughs> You'll never unsee it now that I told you. Very, very cool card. Very good deck, too. I play, I've played that deck a little bit. Um, much, much better than its standard opponent. Or standard uh, counterpart? Yeah, counterpart. And then That's the Celebi Venusaur, Sean. 
Celebi Venusaur. I, you know, Celebi and Venusaur, that has Shaman Prism, I'm assuming, in it as well, right? Nope. No? Just Shaman from Lost Thunder. It's oh, the Shaman okay. card that has the Floral Heal ability. Once during your turn, you may heal 20 damage from your active grass Pokemon. So is it like a heal deck? It's basically like a heal stall type thing. Interesting. Okay. This You're is... playing Aether Paradise Foundation that allows you to heal your Pokemon. Life Force Prism Star um, that allows you to do a little bit of healing. You play some great potions, a Gardenia. And then you have a little bit, you have a gold potion as well. I believe gold potion heals 90. Um, and just a whole bunch of different kind of stall cards as well. You have some crushing hammers in there. You have some enhanced hammers, field blower. Um, you've got plumeria, things like that to be able to kind of stall out your opponent a little bit, force them to kind of slow down. And just a, it's a cool deck. It's a cool deck. And then you talk about like Hoopa Stall. Hoopa Stall is really cool with like the Pyroar and the Litleo. God, I love Hit, Lit Hit Leo. Litleo <laughs> as a Pokemon. You know, your Aegislash VMAX, which basically just stops any Pokemon with special energy. You know, if you play a deck like uh, like the Zorark deck that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, you just throw out the Aegislash V. Now, granted, the, the Muck stops that Pokemon's abilities. But if you can stop the muck coming out, um, Age of Slash V, you just throw that in the active and you just draw past the whole game. <laughs> the whole game. And it's it's a beautiful, beautiful stall slash control deck that, man, I just love that archetype. And it's broken and expanded. And there's a lot of great things that you can do with it. <sighs> uh, well serotonin uh, in my brain <laughs> the the amount of expanded serotonin that was released um we haven't even we've just like scratched the surface too well in the what is it like 30 minutes that we've talked about this yeah i mean obviously there's like so much because this is again we are focusing on one tournament and we haven't even touched on how good colossal is and expanded how good pikaram is and expanded how good mm -hmm. just zacian is and expanded yeah, just turbo zacian right and so we haven't even touched on that. And I would say those are three of the more popular decks and we didn't even mention them. So, yeah, I mean, I just like looking at the top results, but again, yeah, as Sean was saying, you know, you look at the meta game for the, uh, limitless weekly mad party was the number one deck. <laughs> That's wild. Second Dragapult Garboder. What I talked about, Third, Garatina Garchomp. Fourth, Colossal. Fifth, Picaram. Sixth, Zacian. Um, what? How many numbers am I at? Seventh, Ultra Necrozma. We didn't even talk about Ultra Necrozma Garboder. <laughs> Zacian ADP. Then, the Zorark Counterbox. Then, Turbo Dark ADP. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just there's so many combinations of things that do exist and can exist that maybe haven't been discovered yet and expanded that like i think it's pretty hard to call the the expanded format ever um you know figured out because like the it's second one deck gets good there's enough out there that you could build to counter it that like i think it's hard for any one deck to stay on top in my opinion i'm gonna really throw you on the spot here and okay. we're gonna kind of take our conversation and this podcast in a different direction now. 
we're going to go back to standard for a hot second because you just talked about solving expanded and it made me kind of want to talk about this because I find this as a very like interesting question. Yeah. Mellow Magikarp, Kevin Clemente, good friend of ours, Twitch streamer, wonderful friend, science teacher extraordinaire, tweeted the other day, all right, Pokemon Twitter, what do you think? Extra credit for explanations. Is the team up to Vivid Voltage format solved? There's no definition of solved for a reason. Sean, do you think the team up to Vivid Voltage standard format has been solved? Um, I would say yes. And that is not a statement of do I think that there is another deck out there that could be good. Um, for me, solved is also how many people are, are likely to play a given deck at a point in time. Cause like the answer is like, okay, what are the top decks? I don't think there's going to be any deck that comes out between now and shining fates, especially, but probably battle styles. Um, shining fates could throw a couple of random wrenches in, but until battle styles, really, I don't think that the top five decks or six decks will change. All that will happen is there'll be a rotating cast, right? It'll be right now. This deck is the best deck because nobody was considering it. And like we said with Cinescorch, okay, ADP starts playing melodic ADP, you know, puts melodic back down. And how does that affect the format? But basically I think you just are on a, um, you're on a, 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 a wheel. You're on like a little spinning wheel, but none of the spokes are changing. I think that's a really good answer. I, I would say no, it's not been solved. And I think a really good example of that is Senescorch Silvalli. When the hell has anybody thought about putting those two cards together in a deck? Never until like right now. I, I think mean... it's a prime example of what you're saying, how like decks, like we may know the archetypes and we may know like popular decks, but I don't really know if the meta like actually changes. I think it just evolves constantly based on like what's being played, what's winning tournaments. I don't think it's like, and this even, I don't even know if I, uh, this is going to be a weird, this is going to be abstract because we didn't play during this generation. But I feel like a meta is only, so we look at the 2017 the 2017 tournament that happened. Yeah. Um, that Luke won. God, where's where are those results? Yeah. Well, the 2017 Someday, NAIC format. Yeah. Yeah. 2017 NAIC format. That format was solved up until like that tournament or whenever. I think there was another one that did like a 2017 NAIC. Yeah. It was happening. Yeah. Like Dax did one and then uh, PTCGO tournament series did one. The format is solved up until that point. I think when you talk about like IRL events, turn it, it's much easier to say like metas are solved. Because you. I feel like there's more on the line with IRL tournaments. I'm not going to discredit online tournaments because I personally believe like if you really value online tournaments like UBU, you value those to the highest extent. You're killing it in these online tournaments great i'm so happy for you um but i feel like there's just more on the line 
at IRL tournaments. So like you have so much more metagaming, you have so much more testing, I feel like. And so when Oh god, I I can't remember the DDG deck now. I, I think it was a Zorark deck. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Sean? I don't know. I think is I don't know enough about 2017 format. I just don't. I it's probably Zorark. There's probably Buzzrock. I don't think I, it was 2017 specifically, but there I just remember people talking about this tournament um that Dead Draw Gaming DDG Team DDG brought to a tournament. I'm going to have to ask Dax. Um that they just brought to a tournament and it was a secret. Nobody knew about the deck until they started seeing deck lists. They started seeing matches happen on screen of these players playing this and they figured out the format. They figured out what people were going to bring. They figured out what it was and they like brought the perfect counter to it and what the meta was going to be. I don't know if we really have that with online because online moves so fast and we have so many tournaments that it's constantly changing. I mean, I'm probably just like two weeks ago, Sean, we were talking about how Picaram was like the top deck at the moment. Probably, right? I mean, and here's the weird thing, right? I think that Picaram, generally speaking, is still probably the top deck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, just is to be frank, right? One? Yeah, like, so it's a tough one. I think every now and again, in any format, I think somebody might discover a combo that really blows whatever the explicit format of that moment in time is. But you you kind of can only do that to a to a degree. Meaning, like I think you know Roxy Chomp. Let's let's give that as a good example, right? Giratina Jar Garchomp had been around for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I think it was at a regional. Roxy Chomp popped off, and it was not a deck people were expecting because it was just so weird. You had Karate Belts, you had um, you gave up prizes with Miss Magus. You put damage counters on with it was just very strange, um, and nobody had played it up to that point. The same thing with uh, Nagaguz, right? There was a Nagaguz deck that also was really weird about Karate Belt, and but the thing is, the second that that deck does well, everybody is now aware of the deck, and that's why those decks don't stick around in a format for long. Is because the innovation is innovation of surprise, not innovation of the meta itself being redefined. I think also like, so if you look at NAIC 20, um, 2017, you look at that. I'm just using this as the example because like on Limitless, we can go look at the June 2017 NAIC results and then we can look at this tournament that happened the other day in 2021 you know it just happened a couple days ago of the 2017 naic format and you look at it first place in 2017 the actual event that happened in 2017 toward reckliff won drampa garb number two decidui vileplume number three drampa garb number four decidui or decidui nine tails fifth place nine tails alola nine tails six vulcanian Drampa uh, Zorark, 7th. Greninja, Greninja at 8 and 9. And then Decidueye Ninetales at 10th. That's a cool top 10. All right, you hear a lot of Ninetales, Decidueye. You hear some Greninja in there, some Zorark stuff, some Drampa garb. You look at this top 10 that happened just the other day. Zorark, Drampa, and first won the event. That was Luke. 
Espeon Garb. I don't think I mentioned that deck at all within the top 10. It did have some placings from 11 through 20. Had a lot of placings, but didn't place within inside the top 10. Zora Garb at third. Drampa Garb at fourth. Uh, Darkrai at fifth. That's a deck that I didn't mention. Sixth place, Espeon Garb. Another one of those that didn't place within the actual um event way back when Drampagar, Decidueye, Vile Plume, Sylveon, and then Espeon Garb. So there's one, two, three archetypes that are new inside the top ten. You look at Decidueye, there's only one deck that actually plays Decidueye. There's a theme here that Garboder and Drampa are really good cards. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty obvious, right, Sean? But it's just how much like a format can still evolve. I right? I don't I don't really ever think like a format's solved if we still have like events going on. But this is I where... mean it can be figured out when it's like the final event, but especially now with PTCGO and these online events, no format now is ever solved because people are going back to all these like former formats and they're going back to all these like past format tournaments and they're replaying them and it's you think of so many new ideas, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, speaking of speaking of new ideas, uh, do you want to move into the future now? When do I start saying hindsight is twenty twenty one? But yes, <laughs> you have to say that next year. Hindsight isn't twenty twenty one. That's current sight. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Okay, but well. next year you can start it. You can start the trend. <laughs> anyways so there were a couple of cards that were announced we're not gonna spend too much time on this because we like to we like to spend more time on announced cards when the set list releases we're still waiting on a set release for uh battle styles but we did see some more cards specifically some v's some v maxes and a couple really really cool trainers along with some baby pokemon that are making some noise sean which card out of this pokey beach article are you most excited about Oh, am I most excited about? Yes. Uh, I think the card that will have the most effect of being broken is Cheryl. It is a trainer. Cheryl. Yes, it is a trainer card. Um, and the trainer card says that you can heal one of your evolution. You can heal, um, actually, heal all damage from each of your evolution Pokemon. Then discard all energy attached to the Pokemon you healed in this way. So... On its surface, you think like, oh, it's kind of like uh, an Acerola, but you don't have to pick it up for evolutions. Like, oh, it's a full heal for evolutions. It's the like fact a that max potion, but a supporter. Right. But it heals from each of your evolutions. So I think that's an important wording that I don't think enough people are talking about. If you take a little bit of damage on one evolution, a VMAX, switch, take damage on another evolution, another VMAX, and then you could heal upwards of 600 damage with just one supporter. Like, think about that. That Mewtwo's attack for 200, it's GX attack, Mewtwo and Mew GX, does 200 and heals all Pokemon. This supporter, granted, it's not your attack, but it's also, it, you know, it's not your attack. You can do whatever you want after that. It's pretty broken if you think about it in combination with, uh, you know, other cards that exist and, and other cards that uh, may come, you know, into the world soon. I think there's a lot of these supporters specifically that were named 
were pretty good. I think Bruno's pretty good. Um, if uh, if shuffle your hand in your deck, draw four cards. If any Pokemon were knocked out during your opponent's last turn, draw seven. I think that's pretty good. I don't think it'll be like a four of, but I think it'd be a pretty good idea, especially with Eldegoss in the format. Well, also, if you're playing a single strike deck, right? And you have oh, a card yeah, that lets right. you just it's go It's a single get... strike card. Yeah, so you can search it out, and then it's just it stops you from dead drawing. So, yeah, I do think it's a good card in those types of decks, especially. Karina's Motivation, a Rapid Strike supporter. Draw until you have six in your hand. I think that's pretty good. All right. Drawing cards is always nice, Sean, yeah. especially when you have a small hand. True, true. And then Phoebe, this is a card that's really interesting that I think could see some play. During this turn, damage from the attacks of your Pokemon VMAX aren't affected by any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. We look at Zamazenta. We look at Decidueye. We look at Altaria. Those are kind of wall decks when you talk about something like Eternatus. Play a Phoebe? Meh. Who cares? Get past Full Metal Wall. Get past the, the Zamazenta's ability. You can knock out a Zam in one strike. Oh, Easy. Yeah. I think if very, they were to... cool supporters that were announced. If they were to reprint anything like a Versus Seeker or a Tapu Lele GX, which I don't think is that far-fetched. I mean, they have Eldegoss. So for me, I think if they're going to reprint something, they have Eldegoss, and that's the spiritual successor to Tapu Lele. It's just for discard. So mm-hmm. there may be a card in the future that lets you get a supporter out of deck. Um, if that's an item card. I mean, that's absolutely broken, but you know, you never know. Like, There might be some limitations on things. It may be like a discard two cards and search your deck for a supporter, which is like a Pokeball, but for a supporter, which isn't horrible. Um, I, I think that they might print something like that in the future, which would make that Phoebe even more broken. You know what they did reprint, though? Escape Robe. Each player switches an active Pokemon with a bench Pokemon. Your opponent switches first. Sean, this card was played a lot back when it was in Standard. I know that wasn't really our time, but this is a card that get people excited. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's exciting, too, just for not even switching your opponent, but you think about decks that want to switch a lot, like um, any deck that has to come from the bench to hit. Um, I think about... One of the new Urshifu VMAX's attacks needs to come from the bitch. That's extra there. Zacian ADP. Yeah, yeah, you do have Zacian ADP. I also, though, think uh, you have Spiritomb. Anything with, like, Spiritomb or that new Primeape that wants to take advantage of extra spike myth damage. Before, you were like, I have to play these switches and scoop up nets and, you know, U-turn boards or air balloons, and you kind of try to maneuver your way to that. But now there's a whole other item card that lets you do that on top of all this. It's, yeah, those decks are going to have a have a field day for a few months. I think we should kind of stray away from the Vs and the Vmaxes. I don't think they're, like, super great. They're, Sean, I think, yeah. the, I think the small single prizes are way more exciting to talk about. Yeah, there's, uh, there's two in particular that I think are absolutely broken, and then one that's good. <laughs> yeah, one, that, one that's good. Anyways, wait, act, does that include the primate in that yes, description? that includes the primate. Oh, so actually, so you think primate's broken. No, no, I think primate is good. Oh, think okay, okay, the okay. The two that, that I think... My question are, was going to be like, if primate's broken, then what are, which are the other two cards that I think are broken do you think is just <laughs> good? Yeah, I, 
I think we have an agreement. Cherim and uh, Bronzong are absolutely broken. Just they're straight up. Good. I think they're, they're broken. Good. I think they are broken. Think about this. The ability of Bronzong, as often as you like, you may move metal energy from one of your Pokemon to another. It doesn't even have to be a metal Pokemon. Important to point out. Um, yes. And so this is like Quagsire from the old, like before it rotated with water energy, but it can move to any Pokemon and it doesn't have to be just to the active. So it's better than Quagsire. And the fact that you've paired it with a supporter in Cheryl, the possibilities for Copperage of VMAX. It's a like, one prize Weavile GX. It is, it is so broken in my opinion. And this is honestly, I have a deck idea that I think genuinely becomes realistic. And that is oh. Fortress, Copperage of Emax. Fortress. Oh, man, I love Fortress. You just, you know, you, you, you hit, you swing for 240 with the Copperage of Emax. You take a hit or two. You pivot into some other ones. You move some energy around. And then if all you need is one prize left, or, or like two or three prizes, that Fortress is like, I auto Oko the opponent. So, um... Yeah, let me just, uh, you heal all the damage, you Oko for three, you give up one prize, and uh, and, and now you've got a f- fully healed Kaparaja or two. Just, Hashtag broken. It, it really is. It really is. Um, this other one that I'm excited about, Cherim. Stage one Pokemon, grass Pokemon, ability Spring Bloom. As often as you like during your turn, you may attach a grass energy card from your hand to one of your Pokemon, except Pokemon with a rule box. Sean, we talked about rule box the other week. Do you remember what that is? Uh, basically, any Pokemon that's worth more than one prize. Yes. Any Pokemon that's worth more than one prize and has a little box that tells no, it's you. Just that. A, it's just any Pokemon that is a multi prizer, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to have an ability or not. Yeah. No, they don't have to have an ability. It's just if they nat- naturally have a. Uh, you know, give up more than one prize, then yeah, that's that's a multi, that's a rule box. Okay, yeah. So you have this card. Uh huh. You have the Maractus, Sean. You may be <laughs> thinking, oh God, what Maractus? What are you talking about? There's a Maractus that does like sixty damage for each Grass Energy, something like that. What's the actual no, number? I think it's sixty. Yeah, it's sixty times the number of Grass Energy attached to it. Or I think it's time times to energy almost. I don't even know if it's grass. I think it's just energy. It's regardless, 60 times. Think about that number. <laughs> Jerem <laughs> just accelerates the hell out of anything. Yeah, and you know what else is still in standard? I'm pretty sure. Shaman, Prism Star. Shaman Prism Star does. It's like 20 damage for each grass energy attached to your Pokemon, I think. Yep. So just absolutely. I I mean, a lot of people I saw like Omnipoke was taught. I think Omnipoke was like the first person to bring up that combo. I think they put it on their Facebook page. <laughs> I believe it was. Oh, it was gosh. the first time that I saw it. But. Wow, what a what a cool card, what a cool combo, Sean, it probably is not going to be like that good. I mean, I I think it's going to be good, but it's in reality not going to be super great. But it's really cool. Yeah, I think I, you got one shot at eighty. Like, if you go first, do you think you could one shot an ADP? 
With Maractus? Yeah. Good, right? How many energies is that? Um, Five? You'd have to hit you have to hit heads. It's sixty times the number of heads you hit. So it's not an oh, auto. Yeah, that's right. The Maractus, you have yeah. to coin flip. <laughs> you still have oh, to man. coin flip. But not as broken as I thought, but with the with, with the Glenwood Tangle. Stadium, the the slumbering well. Oh, no, Glimwood Tangle. Glimwood Tangle. Yeah. You could hit five heads on eight energies. It's realistic. Uh, yeah, I two tries. You know, I I agree. I think that there could be a place for certain grass decks to really take off. But uh, it'll be one of those decks that's like fun. It's not going to be like tier one S tier broken, disgusting. But I think it's yeah. going to be a cool card. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. Cool it'll be one of those things where like I get pissed off at the standard format. <laughs> I'm like, God, I don't want to play Pokemon anymore. I quit. I just want to be a Yu-Gi-Oh guy and play Digimon all day and then I'm like you know what I'm just going to play some Chair of Maractus and I hit like 10 heads in one single turn and I do like 800 damage and I'm like <laughs> you know there's going to be somebody out there trying to make a video how, how what's the max damage you can do with this and they'll have like 30 energy loaded up on a Maractus and just keep swinging to see if they can hit 9,000 like damage a, uh, they'll make like a deck that's like Rillaboom and Cherum oh god and, oh god and, It'll just be like a disgusting like amount of energy on the board. It'll only happen like once every 10 games, but you'll get like 20 energy. You'll get like all 20 of your energy on the board, and then you'll just flip 20 coins. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I don't have anything else. That is the future from my end. Uh, Jake, Jake, do you want to head off into the future yourself and uh, and and call this po- this podcast the thing of the past? This episode. This podcast this is episode. a thing of the past, and to make an inception moment, the recording is also talking about in the past. Dun dun, dun dun. All right, bye, y'all. <laughs> bye. Have a good day.